0: Hey everyone, Craig here. I just wanted to hop in before the episode started and talk about the union strikes and how that's going to be affecting our show moving forward. With the WGA and SAG-AFTRA on strike, some of the guidelines that they've put out involves requesting that influencers no longer promote shows or movies or projects that are made by the companies that they are striking against. And that's like... Kind of our whole thing. So this episode that you're about to listen to was recorded before the strike was finalized and before these guidelines were put out. So we are going to leave this episode as is. But starting next week, we are going to be changing the format of the show to fit the SAG-AFTRA strike guidelines. We here support the SAG-AFTRA and the WGA strike. And this move is a show of our solidarity and a showcase that we hope that they are able to get the very reasonable demands that they are asking for. So, like I said, this episode, normal episode, next week we're going to be changing things up a little bit for as long as they are on strike. But yeah, that's it. Just wanted to give you an update and I will see you in the episode. (laughs) And welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle.
1: And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good.
0: I think a lot about how, like, I'm trying to not come off as, like, a quirky I'm different guy. But, like, um, something that I think a lot about is, like, there are people that just, like, travel. um, And that's just, like, not a thing for that I'm, like... In- I travel once and it's to a place I already know, and then I'm done for the year.
1: Oh, dude, I just got serious deja vu. Have we talked about this before?
0: Um, maybe. Hey, we've been doing this for almost 150 episodes, and also we've been friends for 10 years, so I don't know. Take a pick.
1: So you don't like traveling to new places?
0: No, I just don't like going far away from my domicile.
1: Multiple times or just at all?
0: for a long period of time um i think like at the beginning of the year i have like i i have 10 days written in my head and once those 10 days have been you know expended i'm done i'm over i'm gone
1: okay now are we counting nights so like these okay. are like obviously you can travel a couple hours away and come back does that count um or is it hotel stays airbnb stays staying at someone's house like not sleeping at my place
0: It's mostly the latter. Yeah. Like if I were to take like a day trip, like 90 minutes away and then come back, then like I'd, I'd live, I'd be fine. Um, but like, I know several people who have done like travel, like a study abroad. You know, if they're like, I, I, I just know somebody that got back from a year in Europe and I'm like, I would simply perish Although, at that point, I may just have gotten used to it.
1: I think at that point, you live there. Like, you're, yeah. not, you're not on vacation anymore. You're like, this is where I live.
0: So, I've always just been the kind of guy that's like, give me four days off, and then just like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just not going to go anywhere.
1: Um, How far away does traveling count? So, let's say you're sp- spending the night at your friend's house. Like, you drank too much. You don't feel safe going home. You're like, hey, can I just crash here? Does that count?
0: I mean, if it's in the same city, no. Um, but if I again, like I think like 90 minutes is like my barometer, like whenever artists come to uh, come in the area or like they tour and I check the um, their locations, there is one location where I'm like, this is the most likely that they will come to that I am willing to travel because like they'll go to like the edge of the state or they'll go to D.C. And I'm like, that's too much. Going to D.C. is too much. Um, but I'm trying to like, actually, I'm not trying anything. I'm going to be stuck in my old ways. No one can change me.
1: Okay. Hear me out. Right. We need to just change your definition of traveling. (laughs) Okay. Because I think, or we need to change, change your definition or what makes you comfortable at your domicile and just move that to other places. So you can still feel like you're at home when you're not at home. But I think we're going to have better luck with the first one. So I think you, traveling shouldn't be a thing. I think it should be vacation and trips. So trips are like, I'm going to go to a place and just experience as many things as possible.
0: And okay, but here's the thing. We've already reached the thing. It's the experience new things.
1: <laughs> but then, then I think there should be vacationing, which is where I go somewhere else and I do exactly what I would do at home just somewhere else.
0: Okay. I like where your head is at here. And I'm not trying to nitpick for the sake of nitpicking. Usually though, when it comes to vacations, um, I am willing to do that. I, I, I do that. However, when I vacation, I'm usually vacationing with other people. And so it's like, Craig, we want to go do something. Come with us, please. I've been in family vacations. I remember being in high school on a specific family vacation where I did not want to do anything. I genuinely did not like want to be there. Um, and so I got sick, genuinely got sick. And part of me was like, Oh, I don't feel good. Cause I'm sick. And then another part of me is like, I just got a two day pass to not do anything. And it was my favorite part of the trip.
1: Right. So now as an adult, we need to put you on trips where you go to a cool place, like in the mountains or something. And you just bring your Xbox, you bring your laptop, <laughs> and you do what you would do at home, just in a cool environment. And I think we can get you over 10 days by doing that.
0: I think that's not a bad idea. I think, like, um, I just, like, cool settings would be nice. You know, if we were to do, like, a yeah. cabin, if we were to do a cabin that had, like, places to walk around and, like, nice things to, like, just oh, exist. like, hey, we're going
1: to go out to eat and then yeah. just come back here and hang out again.
0: Yes, that's what I that's what I want. I want my vacations to just be us hanging out in various spots.
1: So we're just need to spend all of our money on Airbnb and then save a little bit more for like gas and food. and That's it. So just get a cool place to hang. I uh, do. We can do that. And then we just that won't use it for 10 days because you're living the exact same life you would be doing at home, except you're in a cooler place.
0: So I think so I think I know what we're doing next year. We're just going to go to like, we're going to find an Airbnb in the most random town just so it's like different, but not like foreign. Right. Yeah. Cool with that. All right. Well, I think we're going
1: to Colorado next year but you also have a thing about planes. We'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to let's talk about our movie. Um, We are talking about Marley and Me. This is our third week in our summertime sadness month. This is our pet sadness movie. If you don't want to hear us talk about this movie, you can skip to this time code right here.
1: Time code, 30 minutes, 45 seconds.
0: I, so you, you were... Uh, musing about what you might rate this movie before we started recording and right. what I'm learning is that maybe this whole month is just us talk- us tossing good and bad scores bath- and back and forth <laughs> right
1: I, I wouldn't be surprised because here's the thing we're just getting out of here just so you get a general feeling of my honest opinion of this movie it's not a bad movie here's what I think it's not a bad movie it's not a fantastic movie it's one of the best pet movies there are
0: and um, just so all oh, my cards are on the table I do think this is a bad movie um and that's it that's all I have to say at the moment okay
1: I think the only other pet movies that can compare and these are not good comparisons I'm just trying to think of other pet movies would be Beethoven <laughs> air Bud. <laughs> I' even I don't remember Beethoven by the way I just know he's a Saint. Bernard I don't know any plot points i think of air bud and then i think shiloh
0: I mean, did they make yeah. that into a movie yeah uh-huh also, these are all dog less, movies also old yeller maybe the most famous pet movie of all time
1: yeah so like that's what it's competing with and then there's a bunch of other dog movies that have recently come out that i don't care to comment on right um channing tatum comes to mind i don't even know what that movie's called dog oh nice
0: yeah,
1: um, yeah. There's a bunch of movies like that. Driving in the rain, how to drive in the rain, or whatever. Whatever. It's got a dog in it. I don't even know. It's I don't about know a dog.
0: what you're talking about right now. I think I need there's, to cut you off. I need to cut you there, off. You're go- <laughs>
1: basically, what I'm saying is, is most dog movies are not memorable, or Correct. they're very, very similar. And this movie, if you Google sad pet movies, this is number one or number two. So this is pretty much as good as it gets. However, it's such a niche genre that it doesn't make it a good movie being the best of the genre. Very similar to Transformers, it's a very niche thing. Um, but it's not bad. I don't. I don't feel like I wasted my life. I feel like this is also a good movie for the Zeitgeist, if that makes any sense. So now I, I now I can get I can get references now. <laughs>
0: Have you not seen this movie before?
1: I've never seen this movie before, no.
0: Okay, so this was the first movie that I got spoiled for me. This movie came out when I was in fourth grade, and I remember, you know, it came out over the weekend, and I came to school on Monday, and this one girl just, like, literally barged into class and was like, yeah, the dog dies. And my teacher had to, like, have a conversation with us about, like, Not spoiling movies because not everyone has the opportunity to see it. Um, And then I went to the theater and I saw it like that next weekend. And I remember my mom had one of those watches where you press it and it glows in the dark. Um, And so I would keep pressing the watch to like see what time it was. And I had no concept of time when I was a child. So like Mm -hmm. 15 minutes would go by and I'd be like, I bet the dog's about to die. And we're still in the beginning of the movie. And so it's just nice to know that I've never had good, like movie perception.
1: Well, it's also when people like just wait for the plot twist before you start a movie. And the whole time you're just looking for one, and then you find out it's at the very, very end. And it just, like, wastes the movie for you.
0: Um, if you haven't seen Marley and Me, um, this movie is pretty simple to break down. Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston are married. They adopt a dog named Marley, who is, um, rambunctious, to say the least.
1: Untrained to the highest degree. (laughs) Refuses to be trained.
0: And so the movie is not so much about Marley as it is about Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston's character and their family and their relationship. And they kind of use Marley as like the reference point throughout the course of the movie. Yeah.
1: Um, I definitely felt like this movie is only kind of about Marley. Yes. It's like, it's, marley is the thing that's consistent yes um which is weird because when most movies do this there's a character there's a bunch of characters doing weird stuff and then you have the straight man that gets to react to everything um it's kind of weird in this movie because obviously we don't hear marley's thoughts so we don't really know what marley's thinking about all this also marley's the crazy thing that's happening and everyone else is reacting to them
0: but don't worry, if you wanna hear Marley's thoughts, they did make a sequel to this movie where Marley does talk. So, um
1: Holy crap, that's gotta be bad. It's gotta yeah, be bad.
0: It's rated at like three point eight out of ten on IMDb.
1: Yeah, that tracks. That makes sense. That's exactly where I thought it would be. Maybe even worse.
0: Uh this is based on a book of the same name. Uh, it's like a memoir collection of columns. Uh, you know, it, it's based on a dude's life, um, which is so not an important detail, except for the fact that, like, this movie is so normal. Yes. Like, Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston, John and Jenny, respectively, live the most normal life. Almost nothing extravagant happens to them. Here's, okay, Here's here's the thing. One of their neighbors gets stabbed and John goes to comfort her and wait for the authorities to arrive. And that is a minor plot point that gets brushed over for the sake the of reason all the reason they other, move. Well, yeah, it's all. It's, that's th- it.
1: It's It's motivation for them to move.
0: <laughs> and it just it, it was like, hold on. This is the first exciting thing that's happened in an hour. And we're just going to not talk about it.
1: I feel like there was easier ways to say, hey, we live in a dangerous neighborhood
0: than to stab your neighbor. (laughs) Yeah. Again, based on a dude's life, maybe it was for accuracy reasons. It still makes it weird. The big problem that I had with this movie front to back is it spans an entire dog's life. It, which is like 15 years ish. I don't, I don't think. Give they or give take us an, yeah. They don't give us an exact timetable, which is another problem I have with this because it just feels mm. like the world's longest montage of the world's most normal life.
1: I feel like this is required viewing for like m- white middle America. Yeah. For like, uh, it's just like, it's nothing, you know? It's not bad. It's just like it's. If
0: you were to show an alien a movie to describe two thousand eight, you would show them this movie.
1: This movie is Kraft Mac and Cheese, bro.
0: And the to kind of touch on that other point is like this movie will flash forward without telling you. Yeah. And
1: but you'll recognize the- it because Marla looks completely different.
0: <laughs> yes, but they don't tell you how long it's been, so you have to use context clues of, like, pregnancies and children's ages. Like, And
1: where are we working, and what house are we living in?
0: And so Owen Wilson's character gets a job as a temporary columnist, where he's given a position to be like, Hey, we're looking for a columnist. Can you just fill in until we find them? And then, uh, maybe like 40 minutes of the movie goes by, and then he gets offered the permanent position. Several time jumps have happened since then. And I'm like, guys, how long were you looking for a columnist? Dude, I
1: thought about that. I'm like, can I get the position permanently? I'm like, have you not been getting paid for this? Have you been doing this for free? What is going on? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like... It's just and it's little details like that that are consistent throughout this entire movie. Um there are cute moments. I don't find dog humor very funny, like
1: me either. I don't like I don't like dog misbehaving humor. Yeah, that always bothers me. Like when a dog starts randomly humping something, I'm like, that makes in real life and in movies, I'm just like, this is weird.
0: And in every dog movie that you will see, someone's going to get tackled by a dog. It's just, yep. uh, it's like mandatory. They have it written. And in you'll their see it contracts. coming from
1: a mile away. They have a runway and the person doesn't move. They just go way, 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 way. And it happens every time. And then while they get tackled, this dog starts licking their face.
0: And so there were two moments of dog humor that I thought were like genuinely funny. And when I say genuinely funny, I mean, I got a chuckle. Um, yeah. And it was when Marley crawls out of the car and he's like walking on his front paws as the car is idling. I thought that was a little funny.
1: That was cute.
0: And then when they're unboxing this package and uh, Marley is like trying to chew open the box and then like, Uh, Owen Wilson's character says something to the effect of like come on you can chew through furniture but you can't chew through this I'm like "All right, okay some might argue that wasn't dog humor that was a human joke but you know I'm trying to give this movie points where I can
1: yeah I I'm not a dog humor kind of person I like dogs I just don't want one and this movie really needs you to like dogs to like this movie it's kind of like the whole point Yes. Um, you need to empathize with these people. And I'm like, oh, I like dogs. I understand why you would think that about a dog. But like, I don't really care. Like, there's a lot of movies that be like, you know, this dog made our life horrible for 15 years. But at the end of the day, he's our dog. I hate that stuff. I hate it so much. Because I'm like, I like good dogs. So the they, they had a couple scenes in there that I really liked. And that's when Marley decided to be a good dog. Like when yes. he's comforting Jennifer Aniston, who goes by Jenny, by the way, so you don't <laughs> forget. So when he's comforting Jenny, I'm like, I can get behind this. I can get behind this. When he's watching the kids and playing with the kids, I can get behind that. Um I like to I liked it when dogs are cute. Every time it misbehaves, I'm like, I don't find this funny. It's actually it's just annoying to me. But it's very "quote unquote" real life. It's this movie's like you said; it's it's a documentary documentary about a nuclear family.
0: Um, and the problem to talk about like what you were saying about this movie needing you to like dogs. Um, this movie has no characters to fall back on. Um, all the secondary characters are ancillary to the big picture. Um, like there's this best friend Sebastian. He, his character arc is literally the fact that he weaves in and out of this movie kind of at will. He's
1: only there to make Owen Wilson's character self-conscious and insecure.
0: Yeah. Um, Alan Arkin plays uh, Owen Wilson's boss for most of the movie. He's yep. kind of nice. Cause he's the only character that gives John genuine advice. Um, and then all of the, kids in this movie all uh, all of the couple's kids
1: was it Patrick Connor and what's uh, her name? I can't remember her name it doesn't Colleen. matter so yeah Colleen does not matter
0: they are the blankest slate characters <laughs> like if yeah. I was this family right if I was the kids of my dad who wrote a book and got a movie made out of it and I saw this movie and I was like that's all I got I would be a little upset.
1: <laughs> you made a movie about my life, and you find a way to make it about our dog? <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that... Uh, what's Owen Wilson's character's name again?
0: John. John I and feel Jenny. Like you I feel like you could have thrown a dart at a board and, you know, uh, uh, at least I got, I got close. A, you
1: said John literally three sentences ago, and I'm like, that can't be it. That can't be <laughs> it. John and Jenny, um, both of them have reporting jobs. Yes. It's... Could have been exchanged with anything else. Does not matter.
0: Especially because Jenny becomes a stay-at-home mom halfway through the movie. Yeah.
1: Also, uh, it's obvious John gets more successful. I don't know anything about how much money newspapers make or how much they pay their people. Correct. So I was just I was just like, I'm going to just feel it out on how you guys are feeling. I yeah. don't know if he's being wise buying these things or unwise. I don't know if you guys are living in a small house or a big house. Like, they lived in, like, what, Florida, right? Or is that California? Yeah,
0: South Florida. It was Florida.
1: So, which I'm like, that area should be expensive. And you guys don't look like you have a lot of money. But you're doing well. So, I guess newspapers are doing well. This movie came out, like, what, 2008, 2009?
0: Yeah, but it's set in, like, the late 90s is when, like, yeah. the majority of this happened.
1: So, like, and then the, And newspaper. then as the movie goes on, it gets closer and closer to present day.
0: Yeah, the book that this movie is based on came out in 2005. So I'm kind of just doing some mental math. Takes two years to write a book. 15 years is how long a dog lives. You know, late yeah. 80s, early 90s is kind of where we're looking at for the meat of this movie. It's,
1: here's the thing. It's just a movie. Yeah. About a dog. And here's the thing. There's a lot of dog movies. And this is a sad dog movie. So you can cut out, you know, a bunch of them. And now there's like, what, like five sad dog movies. And um, this is just a big one.
0: Yeah,
1: apparently it's, it's on people's lists for top ten saddest movies of all time, which is why we're doing it. And it, we needed a pet movie. It's hear me out. Not that sad.
0: Yeah, it's
1: they milk it though. They make it as sad as it, it could not be sadder. Yes, they uh, they they align the stars. Here's the thing. I did you cry? No. I'm I, I can I mean. You're saying no like it was impossible, but I've seen crying stuff I didn't know people could cry at. Um, This movie does the thing where I'm a sympathetic crier. It's hard for me to see something sad and start crying. I need to see somebody else cry for me to cry. Someone needs Um, to
0: give him permission to cry.
1: I just need to know I'm not going to be the first one doing it is what I'm saying. (laughs) I can't be the first one. Um, So this movie does the thing where... They find, oh, this is going to be sad. We're going to make it real sad. We're going to watch you. We're going to make you. I mean, mean, we're spoiling this hard, but I'm going to go in depth in spoilers. We're going to watch the dog die. And while we're doing it, we're going to have Owen Wilson say, hey, you were a great dog. Thank you. And I'm like, God, dude, bro, chill. (laughs) And then (laughs) that's crazy, dude. That was like not as good. Because I mean, like, but it's like Spider-Man begging for his life in Infinity War. I'm like, hey man, just die, okay? <laughs> I don't need all this extra stuff.
0: It also doesn't I was help. fine
1: until you were dying and you started saying other things too. I,
0: I don't will need say that. what did kind of ruin the emotional tension for me was I did not like the vet character. She was Dude. like,
1: <laughs> it was it was any other day, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she, she was just like not very sympathetic because like as marley gets older he has some medical troubles and she's like <laughs> to be fair I, I i see both sides of this situation because owen wilson's character is kind of being annoying about it where He's she's a child. like, <laughs> where she's like You know, once your dog stomach turns once, it is almost definitely going to happen again and probably really soon. And he
1: goes 10% of dogs survive this and he's and like he you go- mean normal dogs right
0: <laughs> yeah and he goes my dog's not a normal dog my dog's a different dog my dog has eaten everything and come out okay and i'm like yeah dude that's dogs dogs just do that so but on the other hand she was also not willing to like I don't know, play in this space with him a little bit.
1: Yeah. Like, hey, what do you want me to lie to you and say that your dog's going to be fine and they're going to be super mad when he dies tomorrow? (laughs) Granted, they got some, they got like a couple more months left. I don't know. The fact that there's never any time, I don't know how he was alive for longer. Yeah. We don't know how much longer.
0: I also think this movie needed to be a 90 minute movie and it wasn't yeah i could think of a couple things i could have cut and so i got bored <laughs> i got bored of this movie 90 minutes in and so i paused it and i like sat down somewhere i left the room for a little bit and i'm like i have to go finish that movie i only have 20 minutes it was the hardest 20 minutes for me to finish not because it was sad simply because i was just kind of over it and i I'm going, I'm, I'm harshing this movie's vibes a lot, which is a little uncharacteristic for me, but I just like, I had this movie hyped up in my own head for so long because I saw it when I was in like fourth grade and I think I wanted to like have that same fourth grade ideation that I had of this movie. And, like, people talk about this movie so positively. I was like, let's do it. Let's see the dog movie. Let's watch. I like Jennifer Aniston. I like Owen Wilson. I like dogs. Let's watch this movie. And then it was just a nothing burger.
1: Yeah. The, I also, nothing thing that notices me about this movie is it misses the dismount. I mean, I had to watch this dog die twice. i I had to watch the dog die and then we held a funeral and then we had to have a voiceover at the end
0: yeah it was it was the funeral fade to black that i'm just like oh oh, we're done no it
1: wasn't fade to black it was fade to white
0: okay sorry my bad and
1: that was worse i'm used to fade to blacks you give me a fade to white it better say the end at the at when when we're finished but Um, i just kept on going
0: I also think there's some pretty subpar uh, performances in this movie. Um, There are some arguments that Owen Wilson and Jennifer Aniston have that just I am just not invested in in the slightest. And there were just some deliveries in this movie that I felt were incredibly not strong. Um, Do you think
1: that Jenny and John had chemistry, Aniston and Wilson?
0: Not particularly. Because I don't know. Like, it wasn't like they detect, like, you know, it's not like they were holding back when they were kissing and having, you know, intimate scenes or anything. um. And their banter was okay, but, like, I wasn't, like, glued to them. They weren't magnetic.
1: But I think I always get, I mean, we talked about this with Blue Valentine. I get stuck between they don't have chemistry and in real life a lot of people don't have chemistry. So I guess I'm yeah, just going to let it go. Yeah,
0: movie, but this movie Cause- is... Not about that. this movie is not about them not having chemistry. so it, the um, thing is
1: it's like I would say Marley is a metaphor, but I don't think this movie is that deep.
0: <laughs> no um, and I don't like watching couples fight when that's not the point of the movie.
1: Yes and that's so true because you think that's gonna go somewhere and it's like no, this is just life and I'm like, well, then they didn't have to fight. It could have been anything. Also, I think fighting and sadness are like what actors want to do because I feel like it's easier than being normal.
0: So, (laughs) like, um...
1: it really annoys me when they do it and it doesn't, and it feels off.
0: My favorite thing is watching like compilations on TikTok of like best performances of the last five years and it's all just dudes yelling.
1: Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) Being mad is so easy to do. So, like, I, I mean, it's not so easy to do. It's it's the definition of Dunning-Kruger, of, like, everybody thinks they can do it because everyone can yell. But I'm like, it's deeper than that, bro. It's so deeper than that. Because I've met people where I'm like, when they got mad, it was scary, and they weren't raising their voice. Yeah. And those people are good actors. But, like, when a guy just, like, raises his voice and punches a wall, I'm like, it doesn't mean anything to me. And in this... Like, their arguments felt kind of genuine, but it also felt like something I'd seen a million times before. And I was also like, hey, this isn't this movie about a dog. <laughs> so, like, can we get back to that? Every scene, it cuts to, like, Owen Wilson talking to his boss. I'm like, this isn't what the story's named after.
0: <laughs> what are we doing
1: here? And that's a lot of the movie. There's a lot of the movie that this dog is just straight up not in. But I digress.
0: Yeah. um, I... I'm giving this movie a 4.5 and I am never going to watch this movie again. Oh my gosh.
1: I'm going to give this movie a (laughs)
0: 6.5
1: because it's five is average movie. Six is good movie. And this movie is a good movie for what it is. It's a six and a half and not a seven because seven means like I enjoyed it. And six means it's a good movie in general, and it's somewhere in between. I enjoyed parts, didn't enjoy other parts. I feel like I, I'm going to watch this movie again down the road. I wouldn't be against it. It's the classic dog movie. um, And it didn't hurt to watch. I wasn't in pain. I wasn't... I, would, I was, ki- was kind of bored, but I wasn't like upset. Like I wasn't on my phone.
0: I so, would want to watch other dog movies before I watched this one again. Yeah, that's
1: fair. But I wouldn't be like upset. I would just be on my phone more.
0: Okay, let's move on. What are we doing for our improv segment?
1: We're doing speed dating, which is uh where one of us plays a character, right? And the other person's the straight man. <laughs> yes. We haven't done this in over a year. So, I'm going to let Craig describe this bad boy.
0: Yeah, so it's a fir- we're just doing a bunch of dating scenes where we're going to describe an uh a character type for the other person to be. And then we're going to go on a date with that person. Um, and sometimes we'll even allow two wacky characters to be in the same scene together.
1: Ooh, goody.
0: <laughs> that was awful. Oh.
1: That's why I did it.
0: Uh, I, I had a match to cl- energy. I, I might have no, to
1: clip. You better keep that in. <laughs> I might have keep to, it to it <laughs> yeah, Keep <No>. it in and make it louder. Yeah, keep it in.
0: Do you have a character in mind?
1: Um. I mean, I want to do a voice, and I only know how to do like two. So, um, okay. Um, Actually, here's what we'll do. Yeah. I won't do a voice. I'll be. Uh, no, that involves a voice. I don't know how to. I don't. I don't know. You got any ideas?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um. How about I'll be the straight man in the first scene, and you are Andrew Tate. No, God no, Lord (laughs) no, um. Uh like you are plucked from the 40s noir detective.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: I like that a lot. Um I'm going to say this is a classy restaurant, you know, Olive Garden. Um
1: uh, classy restaurant, Olive Garden. Yeah. Unlimited salad and breadsticks.
0: Yeah. Oh, hey, um are you John?
1: Who's asking?
0: Um I I'm Tiffany. I think uh <laughs> I I think uh you're my blind date for the evening.
1: Oh, uh, yes. Do you know where the name blind date comes from
0: um i have to imagine it's like neither of us know the other person so it's like we're going in blind it's like a like an like an analogy ah
1: i see it very well read join me please Uh, not there i need to watch the entrance
0: okay so do i just need to sit like a, a little angled yeah
1: if you could sit right there i need to know my exits i need to study the room
0: Okay, um, well, what do you do for work?
1: Let's start with you first. I want to get to know you, see if I can trust you. What do you do for work?
0: Okay, um, I am an assistant at a jewelry store. Um, Interesting, which one? Uh, Kay's?
1: On First and Main? Uh,
0: no, the one that's in the mall. If
1: I called, would your boss corroborate this story?
0: Well, um... They're probably closing up shop right about now, so like I, they don't like answering the phone as they're closing. It's like kind of a security risk. Um, but you you could you could call tomorrow. Also, they don't give out employee information over the phone. You you do know that, right? Of
1: course. I was just inquiring. Tell me, Tiffany, is it? Y- yeah. Um. What are your hopes and dreams? Where do you see yourself in the next five years?
0: Well, I'm not really much of, like, a super big planner or anything like that. But, you know, I kind of hope that this dating thing goes well and I'm able to settle down. And um, I don't know if a family's in the cards for me or not, but I'm hoping that I can, like, start my own small business.
1: Not family in the cards. Do you have past trauma? Bad childhood? Let me guess. Daddy issues.
0: Well, I mean, I guess, you know, uh, I had one dad and I kind of just wanted two. You know, I saw other people with two dads, and I got jealous of that, because I like my dad a lot. I just kind of wish there was another one. So...
1: As I suspected. Classic daddy issues. You see, you struggle with this thing called insecurity, and you want more. you're, you're, You're one who goes with the waves of public opinion, and I don't know if you know this, that's how nations fall, but... Do you have any questions for me, allow me to introduce myself.
0: I don't know what you just said. I think you said a sentence that you thought sounded cool, but there, I, I, I've i been kind of like thinking about what you said, and none of it makes sense, actually.
1: I think if you were to play this back, it would all come to fruition.
0: Okay. You would know so, exactly
1: what is happening.
0: All right. Um. Now, I just have to ask, the whole trench coat hat thing... Is this like a, is this your date outfit or is this just kind of like part of your wardrobe?
1: Let me ask you this.
0: Okay, hold on. You said you that like... I could ask you things and then you immediately turned it around on me. You understand how that's not fair, right? What
1: is fair?
0: Okay, so you did it a third time. You had like, that's not, that's nothing. You, the, uh, conversations aren't just questions.
1: Are you familiar with the Japanese interrogation technique?
0: the jeb did they only have the one
1: if you knew it you'd be familiar so i'm gonna assume not let me say this tiffany is it
0: yeah uh uh-huh you've asked twice (laughs)
1: tiffany i've done my research
0: it doesn't sound like it you've asked for my name twice
1: (laughs) i'm merely trying to get you to confirm the facts and here are the facts you're here precisely three minutes late you wear something different when you left work And then got here. I, myself, am wearing a hat and a trench coat.
0: Wait a minute. Did you follow me? Did you follow me back to my apartment to see me get changed?
1: I was testing your abilities to know if you were being followed. And let me tell you, you failed miserably. But we can rectify that.
0: I think I passed because I realized now that you were following me. Well,
1: you'll have your ability to prove that later. Now also, (laughs) another observation. You haven't ordered yet. Notice our waiter hasn't come by yet. I've been sitting here for 12 minutes. Does that seem suspicious to you at all? How um, you wondered where this person is? They noticed you came to the table. The hostess didn't even greet you as you came in. They just pointed in my direction. How did they know that you were with me? Have you asked any of these questions?
0: I imagine it was the person that set us up on the blind date, told the restaurant that we would be meeting together and to like expect this. Um, This also is an Olive Garden, so like... I imagine there's not exactly fine dining service. They might lose a table here and there.
1: Interesting. So I see you've developed a baseline. Interesting. Do you mind if I write this down?
0: I, I guess I, I, I just have to say these tendencies are um a, a little neurotic, and I, I'm not completely written off yet. But um, I do have to ask you a question. Um. Mm -hmm. where were you on the night of july 7th
1: what does that date mean to you
0: oh i think you need to stop asking questions and start answering them you see i've done my research too and i think it's time for you to start confirming some facts
1: i was in a building downtown investigating a murder
0: weren't we all do you know what the significance of that murder could possibly mean
1: i have my theories what is it to you
0: that was the murder of the DA's daughter. That's not something that we're able to outsource PIs to. What were you doing on that crime scene? You knew you weren't allowed there.
1: Who are you, Tiffany? Is that even your real name?
0: No, it's Robert. Do you actually Robert. work at K's Or do you work at Tiffany? What? Uh, wh- what do you mean, what? You asked me if I was if that was my real name, and I said no. I gave you an answer. I'm confirming the facts.
1: Your name is Robert?
0: My name is Robert. What are your pronouns? Let's not talk. I don't know it's been a long what do you mean year you for me you don't know it was I, I, don't, I don't know i've been going through a journey of self discovery i can't confirm all the facts okay i don't know them all
1: well luckily for you i'm pansexual so it doesn't matter i'm just trying to be respectful
0: i would like to say that this date is actually going very well would you like to continue back at my place
1: is that uh wait 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 wait, wait. before i go Obviously, I'm going to back to your place. Um, is it the same place I followed you from earlier, or do you have a different place? You oh, knew I was it, following you, right?
0: Yeah, I have a different place. I that's That, that was a burner house.
1: Good, because you know that was a really shady area, right? Like, I yeah. felt unsafe being there.
0: Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, goodness, no. Um, okay. All right, um, check, please.
1: What? There's only one person who says check, please, and that is the murderer of JFK. Did you do him in? in houston texas
0: no i'm 30 he
1: passed the test he was actually murdered in dallas all right i'll take i'll take the check as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) that that was one of those sentences where i'm like is is alex gonna stick the landing on this one he took a swing for one last joke we're gonna see if it pays off
1: (laughs) you know that scene was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were doomed, but we turned it around, man. That's pretty good. I'm proud of us for that one.
0: <laughs> um, Alex, what do we got for a middle segment?
1: This one, it's a new one. It's called No Stupid Questions. So I talked to my best friend, Reddit, and there is literally a subreddit called No Stupid Questions. And I'm hoping that you can enlighten the people on some common misconceptions or you know just dumb people asking dumb questions
0: what's up this is a segment we've done before
1: (laughs) have we really no stupid questions
0: it was it was under a different name it was like expert advice or something like that where um you gave me questions and I had to like definitively answer like I was an expert in that field. Oh,
1: we this is what I was talking about. So this is related to the one when we had um Bug on. Yeah. And I had you answer questions from Ask Women.
0: Yes. And, and, and then we've they done- had
1: to answer questions from Ask Men.
0: Yeah, and we've done, I think, variations on that before. Before we started recording, we talked about how we actually just only have like five segments that we repackage with different details. And we've run headfirst into that in real time. But yeah. semantics. Let's get into it.
1: Um, how is it possible that roughly 50% of Americans can't read above a sixth grade level? And how are 21% just flat out illiterate? Care to explain?
0: Yeah, um, you have to remember that some of the American population is under sixth grade, younger than sixth grade. Yeah. So uh, I think that they might contribute to a certain extent. Um, yeah. And also, like, are we only measuring literacy in English literacy? Because I'm sure there's some, you know... Immigrants from various nations that just don't speak English, therefore can't read English, therefore by your terms are illiterate. So, boom. Asked and answered. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. yeah I mean, broaden you your horizons. Uh, next one. What will 10 push-ups a day do?
0: Make 10 push-ups easier. I mean, if you, boom, only 10 it. push-ups next. a day <laughs> is going to get you, like, endurance. It's not going to get you stronger, but it's going to give you endurance. Um, So don't do 10 pushups a day if you're trying to, like, one hit KO somebody. But if you want to tire somebody out, you know, that's that's the 10 pushup strategy.
1: Interesting. Next. Is it normal to take off all your clothes when going to poop?
0: No, but I understand. I Would not necessarily recommend it to everybody. However, there are other things that we should be concerned about. And unless you have a pooping buddy that's like weirded out by the fact that you take all your clothes off, you have to remember you have a pooping buddy. I don't know how much weirder it can get. So I think don't worry about it.
1: Okay. Why do people say I identify as and not just I am?
0: I don't know, man. I think it all stems back to I, I don't think people actually said that until people started making I attack as or I identify as an attack helicopter jokes. And then it kind of like wormed its way into like the actual vocabulary zeitgeist.
1: <laughs> so you start doing something ironically and then you actually start doing it for real. Correct. Um, people whose butt cracks regularly hang out. Do they not notice or just not care?
0: This is something I am acutely aware of at all times. So I have to imagine it starts as not knowing, but then you learn, Oh, I've just been like this for a decade. And then you're like, well, this is how I've been living. No need to change it.
1: (laughs) Sure. I mean, you're the specialist. I am. Uh, Um, we'll do a couple more. I mean, this got political so fast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Would I be a nuisance to ask a farm owner to see their cows?
0: I feel like there's no blanket answer for this. (laughs) I feel like you kind of just have to flip a coin and hope for the best. Because one of two things is going to happen. You're going to see a cow or you're going to be (laughs) shot.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought the options were too. I'm glad we're on the same page.
0: So how bad do you want to see the cow? (laughs) Also, here's the tip. Most cow farms exist in generally public areas that are more of an inconvenience, but a little more practical. Like I live in an area where there are cow farms all around us. I can just pull off to the side of the road and wait at the fence. A cow will come up to me. So like most cow farms border other property that you will probably have easier access getting into
1: i mean that's if i've ever heard one (laughs) all right we'll do one or two more um this is a real good question craig i'm interested to uh hear what you think if uber has the preference for their female drivers to only pick up other females why don't female passengers have the option to only ask for female drivers this seems like the beginning of a very inappropriate joke
0: (laughs) it really does um what a great question! I think it's because most technology companies are foundationally flawed, and so whenever they try to implement new systems, they usually end up breaking two other systems along the way. And they're like, "I know how to keep our drivers safe," and then they're like, "Ah, we did—we forgot that the customers were another part of this equation." So, I think it was just a genuine oversight—an oversight that is commonplace in most companies
1: all right and finally um man i mean i don't want to really end on this one but here we go (laughs) an employee is very open about the fact that she is getting a boob job
0: i saw this question oh my god
1: she has been talking for weeks about it and how much she is looking forward to it how do i say when what do i say when she returns am i supposed to say nice boobs or would that be sexual harassment and should i just say
0: nothing you have this is what she do she comes into work (laughs) you make direct eye contact and then you give a thumbs up and just say nice and that's it that's all you say that's all you that's it it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah whatever you do don't do the roger rabbit thing like jaw needs to stay (laughs) closed eyes in sockets Uh, (laughs) i mean uh, that's it that's all you can do
1: (laughs) well that concludes no stupid questions thankfully all the questions were answered by our resident uh specialist and everything uh craig you might have heard of him Uh, what's our one hit
0: this is called built different (laughs) um Uh,
1: we've definitely done this before
0: Okay, cool. Regard we can recycle titles, I don't care. Um, okay. I have a list of the 10 wildest deaths on the show 1000 ways to die. And we're going to we're going to talk about them and we're going to say whether or not we think we would survive because we're just built different. Oh, <laughs> sweet, dude um so this first one is called i don't know if this is what the article calls them or what they were called on the show so forgive me um this one's called bank ruptured this is about a guy who couldn't tell the difference between edible and unedible foods and just started eating coins um and then he died when the metal in his stomach ruptured a vein so uh I think I would survive this because I've been putting garbage into my body in almost a systemic manner, um, for the last decade. So I think my body would just take coins and be like, all right, this is just part of it, I guess.
1: Uh, I would do it and be fine for three reasons. One, I would put them in the dishwasher first. (laughs) I don't want to, I mean, money is dirty, bro. I'd probably do a couple cycles. Uh. Two, I'm only doing dimes and pennies. That's it. I think his problem was, is he went with something like a nickel or quarter. And quarters are way too big and the ridges are way too pronounced. So that was the second mistake. And three, I think he did it on an empty stomach. I think you got to have some other things in there. It's got to be like put it in a taco or you just can't, if you do it on an empty stomach, I think that's a lot of sharp stuff just moving around. But if you put, if you have a lot of bread focus on carbs it'll it'll create like a soft little barrier between you and your stomach lining you should be fine
0: it's i would obviously do all those things so i don't know if this is like a national thing or if just our local pizza place did this but they would give kids pizza dough to play with at the table and sometimes they would put a penny inside i don't know what the purpose of the penny was was i don't know maybe it was just cool But, like, I imagine that's what you're talking about, like having just a penny inside a big ball of dough. So that way it's like
1: no damage, bro. Yeah. Zero damage. And this guy probably was just like, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat coins. Bro, that's crazy. I mean, you need to have other stuff in your stomach is all I'm saying. Follow my three simple steps. Eat all the stuff you want.
0: We're definitely not doing all 10. We're going to go through the highlights. But um, this next one is called Butt Plugged, and it's about a a drunk driver who gets pulled over, and he has a can of pepper spray. But he can't be caught with the pepper spray because he was just released from prison, and the pepper spray violates his parole. So the only logical action that he could think of to hide the pepper spray was to shove it up his butt, and the um, pepper spray activates while inside him, thus killing him, poisoning him, and killing him. Now, I would survive this because I've been putting garbage up my butt for nearly a decade.
1: Um, I would also die. I yeah. would die so fast. Okay. Not only would I die, I might just rage quit and end it early and not even wait to find out. That sounds like such a miserable experience. That I, would, I might just be like, I don't know if I'm going to die or not, but I can't do this anymore. So... I, I am not built different. I'm built just like this dude. However, he might, he actually might be more built different than me. Cause I would just be like, I guess I'm going back to prison or I just <laughs> throw it out the window. I, the last thing I would do is put it on my butt. Let me tell you that. <laughs> it's so low on the list.
0: Um, I just want to say this website, it, this is on Screen Rant. It is actively fighting me. I am getting constant windows saying that the page is unresponsive. I am fighting this website to get through this. Um, this one is pretty simple. It's about a lawyer who is trying to demonstrate the stiffness of his office windows glass by jumping straight oh, into geez. it. The window, hey, surprise, breaks, and the guy sh- falls to his death. Um, oh, hi. I don't know. High up, I would love to tell you, this, but the page is unresponsive. This um, is
1: so important. I'm gonna say I can the, survive seven stories.
0: The whoa, that's a that's too many. Um, the image that's I on this survive. article it's says be nasty. <laughs> the image on this article shows that it's like a skyscraper building, top floor skyscraper building.
1: Oh, then I'm toast.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I
1: have a plan for when I fall, and I know I'm gonna die. And the plan is called close your
0: eyes. (laughs) Close Um, your
1: eyes and remember to breathe.
0: So I think the problem is not surviving the fall, but making sure that the glass doesn't break in the first place. Listen, I will commit to a bit. I will put myself in harm's way if it's a little funny. I, however, do have a line. I'm not Johnny Knoxville over here. Um, so if I am sprinting straight at glass, I will taper a little bit because like I will have the logical thought of I'm probably wrong and my probably wrong scaled perfectly with is this funny enough? Hey, the is this funny enough? Does is not good enough. I will not win that fight.
1: I would just want to try it with something else first. You know, like, do we have, do we have like a, a dog in the office? Do we have like, <laughs> there's gotta be like a special assistant something in the office. Do we have a dummy? Do I just have an office chair? I gotta throw something against this. And then I'm gonna have a guy who's a little bit bigger than me go first when I'm not around because I want to be held liable. Oh, okay. And then I'll try it. But I got to put cameras in the room just to make sure he did it because what I don't want is for him to chicken out and then for me to actually go first. All I'm saying is I wouldn't be in this situation. But if I was, like I said, seven stories or under, I'll live. It'll be nasty, but I'll live. Anything more than seven, I'm toast.
0: All right. Last one. Um, This is about an employee who has narcolepsy and falls asleep at work a lot. And in the show, he dies because his narcolepsy kicks in while he's cooking. And he falls asleep inside an oven where unnoticed he is locked in and cooked.
1: Um, um, is this Hansel and Gretel?
0: I Maybe.
1: Um, Because I have never seen an oven so big I could fall in and die.
0: <laughs> I also want to say this would not happen to me because I feel like even if I was narcoleptic, I am so uncomfortable when it's warm, not even asleep, also awake. Like my body would not let me fall asleep. If it's too warm, I guess that's what narcolepsy does. You know, the, the, your conditions don't really matter when you're narcoleptic, um, yeah. but I'm saying that if it were me, it would be too warm and I simply would not be able to fall asleep in the first place.
1: Yeah, I'm going to say I'm built different for a couple of reasons. One, I'm very attentive. I think it's, far, it's hard for people who are with narcolepsy to fall asleep if they're bored. I mean, they only fall asleep if they're bored or if there's like a lack of stimuli. I think that's why like, they have certain things set up so they're always stimulated so they don't fall asleep. And your boy takes cooking very seriously, mostly because I never do it. And I'm scared stuff like this is going to happen. So that would never happen to me. And if it did, you're not getting me in the entire oven unless someone's trying to kill me. So I'm built different. I, w- I would live.
0: Okay. Uh, that was built different. Um, congrats. It was one hit. You'll never see it again. Um, let's move on to our free balling segment. I would like you to go first.
1: Um, I watched El Dorado and this
0: the road to El Dorado.
1: Yes. The road to El Dorado, the DreamWorks movie,
0: if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
1: This movie still slaps. I loved this movie when it came out. It's still great now. It's phenomenal. I loved it. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just great. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I don't even know it's on. I can't remember. It's not on Disney Peacock Plus. Peacock
0: makes sense.
1: Peacock makes sense. Peacock or Paramount or HBO. Probably Peacock. I, dude, I recommend this movie. I watched it with Willow. I watched it with my wife. Everybody liked it. It's very entertaining. Um, it's just cool because you don't see a lot of movies made about this, and the character dynamics, the the chemistry between the two main characters, Tulio and Miguel. Dang, Miguel. Dang, I knew I was going to forget his name. Um, their chemistry, their banter is awesome. The dialogue in this movie is sweet. Like, everything about this movie is just freaking cool, dude. It's It holds up. It holds up. I recommend. I'm giving it an eight. Um, and people should watch this. 100%. Dun, dun,
0: da, 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 ah, da, 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 Da-da. that's right i watched x-men origins wolverine um that movie what? sucks <laughs> um i th- i watched that movie on a whim and i was like i wanted to watch an x-men movie but i wanted to watch like a wolverine movie and i didn't want to watch logan so process of <laughs> elimination x-men origins wolverine is where we sit Um, this movie is crazy because you can tell they wanted to, like... This was in their experimenting with digital phase. Because the claws are digital, there's a bunch of green screening going on. It is just, in general, a not-aged-well movie. Now, I'm willing to look over special effects that haven't aged well because they didn't know they weren't going to age well. Um... Everything else is also not good. Um, The editing is super choppy. The direction isn't great. I don't like the plot of the movie. The same woman gets fridged twice in the same movie, which is almost impressive. Whoa. Um, Because the whole movie is about like Logan getting revenge on his brother for killing his wife and the rest of task force X or whatever that team was called. Um, That wasn't cool like i wanted to see more of the task force x i wish that was the movie but it's like 15 minutes and then they just kind of what emotional story now like no 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 no. do the cool part where he gets to be wolverine a lot um yeah just in general the movie does not hold up all the problems that you have with it are still problems um completely underwhelmed it's like a 4.75 oof yeah Um... not good i paid to watch it (laughs) Don't do
1: that. Um, I watched the 2017 movie Chips, starring Whoa. and directed by Dax Shepard, uh, co-starring uh, with Michael Pena, and also has Vincent D'Onofrio in it, with a couple cameos from people like uh, Adam Brody, uh, Kristen. It's it's um. Here's the thing. This is like the last <laughs> la-
0: Kristen. There are so many Christians!
1: It's a movie with Dax Shepard in it.
0: could you not be bothered to remember her last name is bell
1: kristen bell aka anna aka uh what's uh, veronica mars Mars, aka sarah marshall aka kristen bell aka all
0: right i think we're beating a dead horse here
1: (laughs) eleanor shellstrop anyways all i'm saying is it's the last movie That Dax was in slash directed and it has his fingerprint all over it. It's like he's playing a character that like is fun to play. And Michael Pena is playing like a playboy like sex addict who's also like an FBI agent. So like he comes to Dax's district searching for drug smugglers and Dax is a rookie who desperately needs the job and he's a former like X Games athlete and Um, they're both motorcycle police. So he gets the job purely because he's such a good motorcycle cop or motorcyclist and becomes a motorcycle cop. And then there's Michael Pena who's like trying to do an investigation and Dax just happens to be his partner. And hilarity ensues, I guess. It's kind of funny. Does it? It's kind of funny. It's a raunchy comedy, kind of. It has parts where I'm like, they just wanted to put boobs in this movie.
0: So Uh, from what I understand, chips what? it's not this an original movie... ip
1: it's about yeah it a... tried to
0: t- it tried to 21 jump street itself
1: yes did not work um this movie didn't bomb but uh it cost 25 million to make and they made 26 million
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um,
1: <laughs> it was just enough for them to be like let's not do that again
0: yeah doesn't tarnish anyone's reputation but doesn't give them any either
1: yeah they're like you know let's just call it a mulligan and we'll all move on um it's it's got very little substance you're watching it because it's supposed to be funny it's not bad um i don't know what else to say about it watch it or don't don't watch it with the kids it's it's rated off for a reason ladies and gentlemen um i'm gonna okay. give it a five it's a movie i don't regret watching it um, and it's kind of funny, but like it, the plot is sub. It feels like on par with like Wild Hogs.
0: Oh, okay. Like it's
1: just like a movie.
0: I did watch Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part okay.
1: One. Sure.
0: Um, this movie is two hours and forty five minutes.
1: Did you watch it in IMAX?
0: No. Because Tom <laughs> Again, Cruise I is, said no so defensively.
1: He's uh, um, he's really. Pissed off that Oppenheimer's taking his IMAX time, but I'm like, dude, how many people do you think went and see movies in IMAX?
0: Yeah, IMAX tickets are 30 bucks. I'm like, don't Um,
1: worry about it, bro. You'll be fine.
0: uh, This is not my favorite Mission Impossible. Um, Okay. It is fine. It's fine. I think it would have been better if they had cut 20 minutes. I do want to say all of the performances except for one are great. Um, Haley Atwell is. Haley Atwell does a job that I look at it and I was like, if Tom Cruise were to leave the franchise, I would be comfortable leaving it in Haley Atwell's hands. Um, I really liked her in this. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is great. Vanessa Kirby is great. Tom Cruise obviously is a great you know, action dude. He's fantastic. Um, Tom Cruise needs to learn how to make the first half of a movie. Good. Cause this has like the (laughs) top gun effect where like the movie is good. We have to wait a minute to get there. It's absolutely Mm. diabolical. The title sequence for this movie is 15 minutes into the movie. Two major scenes happen before we get the title sequence to this movie. And, I think that just kind of sets the tone for what you're in for the rest of it. Like, it knows what it is, and it's very self-indulgent. All the things that you expect to be cool from this movie are cool, but I I was never surprised with how cool it was. It was exactly as cool as I expected it to be. Um... Palm Clementif is really good in this. Um, she plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh um, oh, okay, yeah. And she plays like the silent secondary antagonist, um, which is a trope that is kind of hit or miss, but I really liked her in it. I would have liked more screen time of her. Um, The big thing that I walked away from, the the one thing that I kind of pinpointed as to why I didn't like this movie as much as other Mission Impossible movies is I love when spy movies and action movies are gadgety and other Mission Impossible movies are very gadgety. This one is not. There is one gadget and they there is one gadget and they don't use it. (laughs) That's
1: like the number one rule of gadgets is if you introduce a gadget, you have to use it.
0: It's used as more like a piece of memorabilia than an actual gadget. Um, But overall, it's fine. It's fun. I'm gonna watch the second one. This is very clearly a piece of a puzzle that we have not finished yet. So watch okay. it. You'll have fun. This is not this is not the Mission Impossible to end all movies. Um, I, so it sits at like a seven and a half. Seven and a half. I liked it. That's not bad. My name is Craig Wells, A.K.A. Permanent Handle,
1: and I'm Alex Good, A.K.A. Alex Good.
0: Have fun, be safe, and make good choices.
1: And while you're at it, tell your mom said hi. See you next week. Deuces.